So, it's been a couple weeks, at least, and uh, today's thought is actually going to be recovery. And, uh, wow, I'm having some little voice issue today. Uh, let me <clears throat> Probably won't edit that out. Uh, apparently, it's not getting any better. Uh, I must not have been on the phone as much today as I normally am. Well, anyway, back to today's thought of recovery. Uh, those who don't know... A couple of weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, tomorrow, had a little uh, hernia repair procedure done. I had an inguinal hernia. Uh, a lot of times when I say hernia, people like go to the deepest of the nether regions of where that hernia occurred. And uh, this was uh, kind of just lower abdominal region. It's on the right hand side. Good news was not a double hernia. Um, not so great news is it was a direct hernia, which means it was a uh, complete poked through and and a little bit uh, bigger than they anticipated. So anyway, it was a laparoscopic procedure. I think that is right. And so I had three tiny holes, um, kind of mid-ab region, just above the belly button. In fact, one hole was just above the belly button. And uh, it was done by a robot. And I think the robot was named Da Vinci. It was a Da Vinci class robot. I guess that's what it means. Anyway, the robot was an assist to the surgeon. The surgeon kind of drove it from the corner of the room, apparently. And uh, that allows them to stitch the hernia mesh into place. But anyway, so this really isn't about a, uh, this isn't a medical procedure overview episode. This is kind of talking about my thoughts about the recovery process and recovery in general. So that recovery pretty much starts the moment the procedure's over. Uh, I was fully knocked out. Um, so you come out, well, actually, even before you come out. Uh, so part of the procedure also had a catheter. Sorry, I had to mention that. And uh, I was uh, intubated, I guess, is what they call it when they put the breathing tube down your throat. And uh, so one of the first things that you notice <laughs> when you come out is your throat's a little jacked up. And apparently mine is still a little jacked up. Probably that's what's causing it. Anyway, so my voice hasn't been great, um, but my throat was really sore when I woke up. And so got some water right away. And that's important because they want you to um, urinate before they send you home. But uh, I don't know, for those of you who've had catheter, uh, it's not the easiest uh, ask in the world when they apparently, I'm sure that they don't yank it out, but it felt like they did. Felt like they yanked the intubation tube right out and the catheter tube. So uh, full disclosure, I'm probably a little bit of a baby and I'm uh, just kind of talking through this in the episode with y'all. So the recovery basically starts as soon as you come out of the anesthesia. I mean, in my mind, and, uh, you know, you're, you're foggy, you're kind of getting back to reality and it just, you know, like I have zero medical history. Like this is really the only real procedure I've had to date. I'm coming up on my 49th birthday here pretty soon. Um, so I don't really have a lot of uh, experience in knowing what to expect. So, you know, I've heard stories where people come out from anesthesia and they're super confused or they're super angry or, you know, fill in the blank, super something. I, you know, I'm a pretty, you know, self-admitted, pretty mellow person. I think there's a lot of people out there with a back me up on that. But uh, so I kind of woke up and I was pretty mellow. I kind of knew that I had something done. The cool thing was, is I didn't feel any pain right away. I was like, yeah, all right perfect except for the throat and uh so they went you know and I had a 
the oxygen thing up by my nose and they asked me to take a couple of really deep breaths. And I'm sure that was just to kind of clear the fog away. And, uh, you know, it was outpatient procedure. So wasn't under very long. I think it was, you know, just over an hour, maybe hour, 20 hour, 40 minutes. I don't remember. Um, and so they, you know, they kind of get you sitting up and a little bit alert in the bed and, and then they can wheel you into where you're going to recover for this outpatient procedure. And so, you know, everything's clearing up pretty fast. And, but once the fog really starts to clear, then you're kind of like, oh, especially when they move you from one, you know, the bed that you were recovering in to the bed that you're going to be waiting to go home in. Well, it's not even really a bed. I think it was more like a chair. It was a recovery chair, come to think of it. The chair that you're kind of reclined in to, you know, wait for that magic moment the requirement that you need to go home for the day. And so, you know, they're ready with a prescription for painkillers. I think they actually gave me a pill when I came to and was kind of relatively back in it. They asked what my pain was. And I think at that point I said it was probably, you know, around a four and they're like, all right, we'll give you a pill. And, uh, you know, before you go home, get your prescription filled here at the recovery center and stay on top of that. And they also, you know, dropped a little, you know, because these are um, opioid painkillers, they do tend to slow down your bowel function. So you're probably going to want to get a stool softener at the same time. Check, Roger, got it. Um, Of course, fast forward, we didn't necessarily, or I didn't necessarily follow that care regimen very well, which also impacted my recovery a little bit. But um, so I'm talking mostly physical symptoms and things like that now, but there's really a huge like mental aspect of recovery as well. And well, at least for me, there was. And, you know, like I said about me being a relatively mellow person, self-proclaimed, um, but I'm, I'm also a pretty positive person for people that know me. So to, I don't tend to dwell on things. I don't tend to let things hold me down. Sometimes they get me down because that happens. But, you know, I'm usually pretty, um, pretty resilient and bounce back pretty quickly. And this was kind of no exception. I was kind of like, all right, I knew this wasn't going to be easy. You know, they told me up front it was a six-week recovery. I didn't really buy into that <laughs> when they first told me that. I'm like, mm, nothing's going to hold me down six weeks. I think when I had pneumonia, I was even pretty much, you know, running around playing soccer with the kids, trying to, you know, work the kinks out of from having pneumonia uh, probably less than four weeks out from that. So anyway, I was like, yeah, yeah, six weeks. We'll see how that goes. And uh, when things started to kind of, painkillers started to wear off, you kind of realize how important your abdominal muscles are. And this is, I was still in the recovery center at that point. And I was just like, whoa, this is, um, I definitely had some holes poked in my body. And, you know, my whole abdominal region was pretty sensitive at that point. And it's taken almost all of two weeks for the, for the pain to become less generalized discomfort and pain to be more very specific. And it's very isolated to the, to the right hand side where the actual mesh is. So, you know, that's part of the interesting back to the physical, unfortunately, uh, part of the interesting part of recovery is just to see and experience and acknowledge that, like that rapid ramp. It's like, it's not just slightly better each day. It's kind of like 50% better each day. So I'm feeling much more mobile. I'm actually sitting in my desk chair for the first full day time today. Um, and I don't feel like I, I haven't even taken any like ibuprofen or Tylenol or anything like that today. And I probably won't. Um, overdid a little bit yesterday. So took a little Tylenol and a little ice uh, toward the end of the day yesterday. But um, 
you know, so the physical recovery is going really well and the mental recovery went really well too. Um, just very interesting. Like when you have to limit yourself or you have things limit you, you know, that pain kind of does a pretty good job of keeping you in check, but you know, it j- you just think and you can kind of see how easy it is for people to kind of get stuck in recovery um, and not let recovery progress or not encourage themselves to progress throughout recovery. You know, not being able to sleep in your own bed and not being able to like get up in a hurry if you have to or figuring out how you're going to get up, like having to contemplate those moves that I think that's mentally, mentally challenging. And the other aspect is that the physical, emotional, physical, mental tie with pain. Uh, one of the things I said to Caroline a couple days in is just that I never really realized how physically exhausting pain is. And, you know, and mentally exhausting. Like if I did something like uh, one day I just needed to get out of the house. It was only like a f- three or four days in, I think. And I just needed to get out of the house. And we went out to our favorite uh, local hangout to just have dinner and uh, drove there. Well, I didn't drive. I rode there in the car, rode there back. We were probably out all of like not even 90 minutes. And I needed a nap. I mean, I was exhausted. So things like that can really, you know, if you don't, if you're not a bounce back kind of person, if you're not a keep things positive kind of person, you can totally see that impacting, you know, your, your recovery, you know, the, the mental aspect of it, which can totally, you know, drive the physical. If you listened to um, a couple episodes back, it was originally called nocebo, nocebo, and now it's called negativity. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of the opposite of placebo. If someone plants negativity, it can really impact and impede, you know, forward momentum. And the same thing goes for recovering from a procedure or trying to bounce back from being sick or injured or any of those things. If you can't, if you can't motivate positive energy, it's going to delay that recovery process. And I firmly believe that if you, if you stay positive and kind of look on the bright side of life to steal from life of Brian, you're going to you're going to possibly speed up that recovery. Now, of course, there's the danger of, you know, pushing too hard too fast and then you're going to rebound and all that kind of stuff. But you just kind of keep yourself in check. So, you know, I I learned a lot every day of, you know, where I needed to take my breaks, um, where I needed to, to acknowledge that I just couldn't do the things that I wanted to do or even stay awake as long as I wanted to stay awake. I went back to work like after the second day which was really stupid in hindsight because I wasn't, I wasn't physically ready. I mean, I could work from the recliner where I was sleeping, but I was also spending all day there every day. And that was just a rut that was being, you know, created. But I just also with the pain and still being on medication, I just, I didn't have the mental stamina or the physical stamina to actually go back to work. And that, you know, that has a possibility of making you feel bad uh, down, uh, you know, work can be a drag from time to time, even if you love it. And when you're, when you're kind of like working at a deficit from an injury or a procedure or an illness, that's only going to compound itself. So if I had to do it over again, I probably would have taken at least three days off if maybe not four. like I had the procedure on a Tuesday, I should have just waited and went back to work the following Monday. Um, but I survived. Uh, was I the most productive I've ever been? Hell no. Um, but, uh, you know, 
I've kind of added those experiences to my tool belt now. And uh, hopefully if there's, I mean, I'd, hopefully there's not a next time, but if there is a next time, you know, I can, I can kind of keep that in mind and proceed accordingly and uh, take more time. Um, I don't regret the the path that I've taken on this recovery so far. I, I feel really fine about it. I'm very positive actually. And uh, very excited at how, it does feel so much better every day. So I guess the, the big thing that I'm trying to imprint on myself and hopefully, you know, people listening take a little bit away with that is take a little bit of that away as well is that, you know, it sounds cheesy. It sounds, you know, motivational or whatever the case may be. But if you can stay positive and, and not expect too much of yourself except for expect of yourself to take some time and kind of like, you know, we'd want to do in our day-to-day lives anyway, is just take that time, breathe a little, know when you need to rest and rest and your recovery is going to go so much better. And for me, you know, I think that recipe has worked and uh, it's just really helped me remember uh, where I need to be and and how I need to pace things in life. So um, I hope that me sharing a little bit about my recent recovery, or I guess my ongoing recovery from this uh, procedure Hopefully it's kind of triggered some thoughts for you. And uh, I would love to hear some feedback on any of the episodes. Um, you can find me on Anchor FM. Just look for Bob's Thoughts. You actually can find me anywhere. Uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, I am even on Spotify with Bob's Thoughts. So just uh, use that Google machine and look for Bob's Thoughts. And if you want to leave me a line... Uh, you can hit me up at bob at b-a-t-y-b-a-r-r.com via email or just uh, send me a tweet at bootnumlock. That's B-O-O-T-N-U-M-L-O-C-K on Twitter. So uh, I would love to know your thoughts on my thoughts. So until next time, have a great one.